Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program. If you're new to Queer Stories, welcome. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Head out to your local bookseller to buy the Queer Stories book and enjoy listening to this incredible archive of stories by LGBTQI plus Australians. Yen Eriksson is an experienced educator and workshop facilitator who has worked across community media, the women's sector, fundraising and higher education. They were the 2015 Young Persons Human Rights Award medalist awarded by the Australian Human Rights Commission and they've performed this story in Sydney, Melbourne and Canberra. So, do you remember in the early 2000s when Hobo was really in? You like pay $200 for a pair of jeans that had holes in them, or if they didn't have holes in them, you'd cut holes in them and then you'd use safety pins to fix them back together again? Well, during this peak of fashionable sartorial brilliance, I acquired my lucky shoes. They're a pair of Chuck Taylor Converse shoes. You know, the canvas shoes, rubber soles, high tops laced in the front, and mine had fake patches on them. And they were the epitome of teenage shoe, made famous by the likes of Ellen, uh, soft butch lesbians, and man children. Um, (laughs) And they were the first pair of shoes I ever bought for myself. I took my hard-earned $70, expensive, um, and picked out a pair of these patched brown hobo chic Converse shoes. And I love these shoes. I wore them so much they actually started to embody their hobo spirit and the fake patches needed new patches. And the week of my 18th birthday, um, I moved out of home and I went to Canberra. I left behind suburban repression uh, and I went for the bright lights of the big city. (laughs) I don't hear Sydney, silly. (laughs) Um, And I was seeking so much from Canberra. I wanted an adult life, I wanted education and I wanted homosexuals. (laughs) I wanted to meet real homos. Real gays, queers, lesbians, like the ones from the internet. (laughs) I knew they existed and I was yet to meet any. And I wore my lucky shoes that first day in town in Canberra. I wore them as I walked across the campus at ANU. I wore them while I was looking for the queer department, trying to spot the rainbow stuck to the door or the window, trying to work out where they hid. And I wore them as I walked through Civic, which is the city in Canberra, uh, trying to find the gay bar. I'd never lived in a place with an actual gay bar. There's just one gay bar. Um, And you know, it didn't take me long to gather a gaggle of gay men who would take me dancing to Cube, which is the one gay bar. Um, And they would show me, you know, how to drink and where to vomit, uh, and where to avoid sitting and vomit. And I loved my crew of tall, attractive gay men. And I had no trouble meeting gay men to befriend But I never had any gay female friends. There was no women. There were never any lesbians. 
And soon the gay bar began to fall short of expectations. I'd always thought it would be more like the planet in the L word, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> full of um, older, knowing women who would, you know, eye me up and then take me by the hand and show me how. <laughs> they would show me how to be a real lesbian. And of course, I had no game. You know, I, you know, Shane from the L Word had only ever taught me that picking up was like looking at someone across a bar, you know, with a sultry glance and then boom, lesbian kissing. <laughs> so young me, of course, I spent a lot of energy just staring at strangers. <laughs> Trying really hard to make them swoon with my passing glances, awkward glances. <laughs> And then feeling really confused when women everywhere didn't just flock to me. Um, maybe I wasn't gay enough. Maybe I wasn't a real lesbian. So one night, it's about 1am and Civic is getting good and I'm on the way to the gay bar with my gang of handsome gay men. Um, and we walk past this girl sitting on a bench and she's crying. And I fancy myself a gallant, gentlemanly type. So of course I go over to her and you know, say, are you okay, what's going on? She says, I've, I've had a fight with my boyfriend and she just really wanted to go home but she couldn't because she just couldn't walk anymore. She couldn't even walk to the taxi rank because of her shoes. Her feet hurt so much and I look at her shoes and you picture these big six inch black leather, no frills, just like solid high, high heels. And like any good aspiring student politician, I set out to solve her problem. <laughs> I looked down at my shoes and of course I was wearing lucky shoes. Uh, yeah, I wore them clubbing. Okay, I thought I looked kind of cute and tomboyish. I don't, I don't anyway. <laughs> and I took them off and I offered them to her and I said, why don't we swap shoes? I'll take your shoes and you take mine, you go home. Okay. <laughs> so we swapped shoes, we swapped phone numbers. Her name was Sam and she promised she would return my lucky shoes. Good, I wanted them back. Uh, and she was really grateful. So I put on these fuck off high heels <laughs> and <laughs> And I walk into the gay bar, I walk into Cube, and I guess I was channeling like drag queen glory or something. <laughs> I felt like I was really pulling it off. And you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't wear heels. So dancing in heels is like a next level kind of experience. They're like literally new, new heights. <laughs> and yeah, that's a good dad joke, okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm dancing in Cube and then it happened. A girl caught my eye. She looked at me with the sultry L word glance. Uh, and before I knew it, we were, we were dancing, kissing, dance kissing. It happened, I couldn't believe it. It was finally happening to me. She was my dream girl. She was tall, redheaded, feminine, and she was clearly a real lesbian. And I was in love. I had met the one. And she was a great kisser. So it's, it's going really well. Um, but then there's a, a tap tap on my shoulder and my gay men, my boys, they come and they tell me they're leaving. They really want chicken nuggets. We gotta go. Um, I know, McDonald's, oh, it calls. And so that's my first rookie mistake. I didn't know the rules. I didn't know that I didn't have to go. I thought those were like the rules of, I know. I thought those were the rules of gay bars and gay boyfriends that like if they said we're going to Macca's then you go, right? <laughs> 
true story. So this is how it really went. So I, you know, I asked my new love, of the love of my life, uh, to put her number in my phone. And she puts it in. She, she puts in her name as E. Very mysterious. Um, and then we walk off. We walk down to Brad and Macca's. Canberra shout out. Anyone knows that one? Uh, <laughs> and I'm dipping my chips in my Sunday, staring drunkenly uh, at my Nokia brick phone. Another one for you, Kate. <laughs> um, looking at the phone, really happily knowing that I had finally met her. You know, E, she was in there. My 100% bona fide real lesbian. I met her. Her number, all right? Next day, squeezed into my tiny college bedroom and my best friend slash neighbor, that's how it is in college, um, helped me draft the perfect text message. Okay, so we're sitting on my, picture this, sitting on a tiny college bed in a tiny room where there's just like the bed and the desk and we're waiting for that perfect tiny moment where we can send the text message. We decided to be 132, too specific. <laughs> And it's not too early, it's not too late. It's like the perfect amount of keen, not keen. You know, I just woke up at like 10 or 11, had some food, now I'm gonna message you kind of level, right? Okay. <laughs> so this is how it goes. Hey, no, hi. Hi, it was nice to meet you. No, 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 no. Hi, it was good to meet you. Coffee sometime. Sent, that's it, okay. Sent it. Sitting, waiting, waiting on the tiny college bed and nothing, no reply. Two hours, nothing. Two days, nothing. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's past the window. Oh, no. Five days, nothing. Oh, no. I was heartbroken. She was the one and why wouldn't she message me back? So a whole week had passed, it was time to go out again and my gay gang were like obsessing over why she hadn't texted me back. I mean, I say obsessing, this was just the conversation in the taxi. Um, <laughs> um, they were obsessing why sh about why she hadn't texted me back. Was she not single? Was she from out of town? Was she a spy? <laughs> this is Canberra after all. Um, or was she straight? Possibly. Anyway, one of my more adventurous friends, he suggested a plan. He would put her number into his phone and then he would call her and pretend to be a bank teller and then try and find out something, like some extra detail. Um, like, for instance, her name. <laughs> Which I didn't know. Okay, so I'm in the back seat of the taxi, he's in the front. I read out the number. 0412338911. Oh, there's too many numbers. Disaster. So she made a mistake. She put in 11 digits and she's sitting out there somewhere in Canberra wondering why I hadn't texted her. I was the asshole. <laughs> one number between me and the one real lesbian I had ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and so the search was on. All the gays were on the case. We had all of Canberra. Um, they got on Grindr, everyone. Everyone was looking, okay? <laughs> And we hit the gay bar, the one gay bar, to search for the redhead named E. Thursday night, nothing. Friday night, nothing. Saturday night, nothing. No one knew her. I mean, it's a small town, right? The bouncer told us to stop asking and piss off. <laughs> <laughs> and no one could remember her or find her. So of course, she became the stuff of legends. And she was the woman who got away, you know, or perhaps she never existed. 
pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> how could I have been so dumb? You know, I should have given her my number. You know, I, I could have stayed in the bar. Um, you know, or I could have asked for her name, you know? Rookie, rookie. Okay, so some time passes and I, I, I give up on the dream of ever finding her in my search for real lesbians. And then I get a message from Sam. You all remember the girl from the other night? The one with my lucky shoes. Okay, so we plan to meet up for coffee. Of course, I want my shoes back. She wanted her shoes back too, I don't know why, but. Uh, <laughs> and, and I suggest we meet up at Brad and Macca's. So romantic. Um, and we sit across from one another in the McCafe and my lucky shoes on the table and her heels sitting next to them on the plastic table. And we're chatting and she tells me that the reason she was crying that night was because she'd been fighting with her boyfriend. Um, and she didn't know, but it just wasn't working and she'd been really upset and she had just been really confused and now some time had passed and she knew why it wasn't working. She knew it wasn't working because she was gay. <laughs> She was really a lesbian. <laughs> That's it, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please rate and review the Queer Stories podcast to boost my ego and help spread the word. For tickets and dates, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late night rants and photos of my dog Frank, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. For discount tickets to my shows, as well as other perks, become a supporter of my work on Patreon for as little as $4 a month. Details on MaveMarsden.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.